When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On The Turnbuckle on mypodcasthouse.com. I've started really well. That was the music of Rey Mysterio, which won our listener poll on Facebook, defeating Lex Luger. La, welcome. Oh, how you going, mate? Uh, Booyaka Booyaka? Is I, that the one that won it? I, let's face it, Tony will edit this and he could put anything in Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not the brightest guy in the world. I can say these things about him when he's not here. Where is he tonight? Um, I don't know. I knew he was, he was coming in and I messaged him today to say, I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode. I think it's going to be great. And he's, the response I got was, can you talk on the phone? (laughs) I'm like, well, yes, I'm capable of talking on the phone. And he told me he wasn't coming in because he's emceeing something. He should be emceeing the podcast. Well, yes, I rely on him emceeing the podcast yeah. because, uh, as well, you could hear, my introductions are not great. Well, your fourth attempt tonight. <laughs> was it four? <laughs> yeah, I think there was it's four. Two more than usual. Excuse me. Oh, that's uh, that's going to be in the show. Oh, the microphone's okay. on. Yeah. Um, All right. We haven't even introduced you yet. <laughs> I'm not even up to that part. So, shh. <laughs> this is a brilliant... Um, if you want to subscribe, if you want to support us, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. Uh, last week's episode, Lyle, we had uh, the MCW Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, Gino had him in here for a while. It was uh, probably our long, definitely our longest interview yet. And uh, we yeah. can talk. It's fair to say. Well, yeah, and better than the last time you and Tony caught up with him. Well, I wasn't at that episode. So, oh, well, Tony I think definitely. I was seeing something. Yeah, fifteen years ago, where he's on SEN and he didn't say boo. So. He's definitely uh, got away with words now. But no, really good. The feedback's been great as well. Yeah, it cost us a bomb at dinner, but I'll wear that. Uh, they were good steaks. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, and the lovely voice you heard earlier is our special guest tonight. <laughs> was that a voice? <laughs> well, it was a noise. You can pretend it is. <laughs> it was the, one of the... I've been thinking about how we introduce our guest tonight because... She's one of the best young wrestlers in the country, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Our opinion. <laughs> and welcome, Avery. Hello. Happy to be here. If there's any consolation, I think me burping is like several people's ringtones at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our promo for the show now. <laughs> Introduction. <laughs> yes, well, um, I'm a bit lost at the moment. I'm a bit lost for words, which is common. Have a habit of doing no, that to people. It's definitely not. <laughs> Uh, Lyle, do you have a question to I'm just, start with? Yes, I do. All right, hear me. I have a wedding coming up soon. Not my own, Ooh. I'm going to be a guest at. What's your thoughts on me getting disgustingly, inappropriately shit-faced at this wedding? 
I can do absolutely nothing but support it. <laughs> absolutely nothing but support it. I remember like when I tweeted that it was because I walked into work and they're like, okay, we're going to be hosting a wedding. I'm like, you know, we, I would just work at a bar. And then little did I know it was going to be like the ceremony and the ring bearing and everything and like the entire wedding was actually there. I'm just like, well, looks like I'm getting inappropriately drunk today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, getting paid to get drunk is a good thing. Drink for free there. It's like the best job I could ever ask for. (laughs) Well, it's an open bar. I'm not getting paid though, but. An open bar. I can still get it. <laughs> open bar? Yes. That's a rarity these days. Yes. Who are the rich people getting married? Jesus Christ. Uh, they are Italian, if that helps. Well, so. not me. I'm not invited. If you're not sober, well, like you could be my plus later. one because I don't think my wife wants to go. You'll actually. be doing chicken dances too. Love. That's the best part of the Italian weddings is everyone does the chicken dance. I'm making put the nut push on. Make it's it real Aussie wedding. Australian wedding. <laughs> 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 the song's like five, six, seven, eight. Two, two. It's, like, club it's seven? like the Australian icons. Yeah. <laughs> um... Now, you've got a black eye at the moment. Yes. That's a big old, like, doozy on my face you can't miss. <laughs> so uh, who gave you that? Um, I don't actually <laughs> No, It was either Candy Lee, Callie, or Indy. It was one of them. I definitely – I know I got it hit during the match and because I, I felt it. <laughs> and then, like, during my match with Candy – and I think definitely in the pull apart, it got knocked a few more times, and I was just like, "Yep, now I'm definitely can't see." <laughs> and that could have could have really been by anybody because you did jump off the balcony onto. I did, but I definitely winded myself then, <laughs> so you can see me just rolling in pain. <laughs> I just copped a row in the stomach. I was um, standing right next to where you jumped from, and uh, it was impressive. Oh, beautiful. Thank Sorry, you. Andy, thank you. Thank just you. Just do your, your line. Oh, um, I was still at Thunder. Those, those glow shows <laughs> uh, are a lot of fun, and it feels like oh, yeah. you girls have more fun doing those shows than even the regular ones because, I don't know, you talk about them a little bit. Yeah, well, I, it feels like our own little private type of show. That's why I think it's so much fun because it's also not the traditional wrestling, Melbourne City wrestling crowd. So you can experiment a little more. I mean, everyone in the audience is, like, dressed up in drag and, like, I remember I walked past and I saw some, like, big butch men in lingerie and pink wigs and I'm like, love it. (laughs) So it's just, it's a little bit more outlandish of just, like, you can get creative and gross and I love it. Yeah, um... And that show's already up online if anyone wants to watch it on Encore, on MCW Encore. Yeah, MCW Encore. Yep. That's a very quick turnaround. Be a very quick turnaround. <laughs> oh, I saw it. I was watching it on the way here, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be watching it tomorrow probably. But, you, know. <laughs> you were there live. I was. I was. And uh, what was it like working with Candy Lee? We had her on a couple of weeks ago. So, like, I once I finished up the match and I was talking to, like, probably the first person I talked to afterwards, I think it was Lord Andy Quayne, or he looked at me and he was just like, that was one hard-hitting match. You would have loved it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was like, yes, I did. I actually had a lot of fun. I was fairly nervous going into it. I've never wrestled her before and never been in the ring with her. And, yeah, the very first time we popped in the ring together was in that match. And I think I barely saw her for an hour beforehand and just kind of jumped in the ring and gave it a shot and I had no, no idea what to expect. And the second, I think the second she threw her first hit and like whipped me off the, 
the second rope into the ground. I just felt a big thud. I'm like, okay, all right, this is what's happening. Let's go. And it was from that, I'm just like, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be good. The spot where she caught you and uh, then put you into the slam. Um, oh, yeah. Is that was um, spot. That was a little bit surprising. <laughs> it was a little bit surprising. She doesn't look that like as strong enough to just physically stop me midair and then fling me backwards. But I mean, it happened. And then the next thing I know, it was upside down. And I was like, oh, okay, ow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was actually a really enjoyable show. And your match was one of the highlights of it, as was oh, the pull apart brawl at the end where you insanely jumped off the balcony. Uh, I recommend anybody <laughs> who hasn't seen it to catch. To catch it, it was catch really me fun. falling again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did get shared a lot on on oh, Twitter. I think I was there was just me who shared it like four hundred <laughs> times. It's like, <laughs> look at it, everybody, look at it. <laughs> look, I did something dumb. <laughs> so you mentioned that you hadn't worked with Candy Lee before. It's her first time in Australia, um, but you hadn't uh, you hadn't really spoken much before the match, uh, which is interesting. Like you had such a good match, but you've got a few girls who you got in the ring with a lot and you've got amazing chemistry with. And I'm talking about uh, you probably wrestled Erica more than anybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, Erica and I kind of came onto like the same kind of scene at the same time. So to start off with, but we were still learning ourselves, learning our, who we were in the ring, who we were, just, you know, what works best for us. We were put together a lot um, a lot on smaller shows and then just slowly started to progress. So I think she's been one of the most fun people to be in the ring with purely because it's like we just were learning at the same time. Like we would discover, like as we were learning ourselves, we were learning each other. And it was, yeah, every time, every time I get in the ring with her, it's something different. Every time I get in the ring with her, you know, we bring a little bit more, a little bit. <laughs> I think the last match we had, we ended up just like beating the crap out of each other for was about... You're, no, uh, Warzone. Warzone. Yeah, yeah no, like, I think it just finished with us beating the crap out of each other and she flung each other backstage and then, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun next time I get in with her because I, <laughs> I think every match I've got at the moment, I'm just in for an absolute whopping. <laughs> but I just love it that you learnt together and everyone in, definitely everyone in Victoria has seen you wrestle a lot of times probably, but... It's still a match that you see on the card and look forward to because both of you have developed at such a rate that when we ha- we speak to wrestlers and ask them, you know, who are the, the girls to watch in the country, both of your names always come up. I love that. <laughs> uh, it's just a matter of time before we finally, like, put aside our differences and team up and decide to kill everyone together. <laughs> but, until, <laughs> I'll be like, but until then, let's beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> and the I- other one's Vixen. Yeah, 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 definitely. With the suicide dive she did on the oh, on the weekend, absolutely nuts. So I've been on the other side of one of her dives. It was um, painful. <laughs> <laughs> but you and her have got really good chemistry. Definitely. Yeah, she was the first person I've kind of had my big debut with years and years ago. Like the one of on a back when it was called OCW. It's a daunting uh, first match. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> and I only got the spot because somebody pulled out, and it was probably about a week out of the show. And she mess. I remember she, was, she messaged uh, Gabby. She messaged Gabby, and she's like, "Someone pulled out of the show. Do you reckon Avery's ready yet?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> 
she, she'll be right. And so he asked me, he's like, do you want to get in the ring? And I was like, no, do, do I? Yes, of course. Let's get in the ring. And uh, I think it's my, still my favourite picture, the one that still scares shit out of my mum. It's just like her a metre up in the air, just landing. And I'm just laying there flat, squished. <laughs> just, 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 it was pretty... Yeah, daunting walking into that first match because she just flicks into this insane human. She comes out, she looks like a killer. She hits like a killer. I was petrified, I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Because, like, you know, we're walking around, blah, 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 backstage and everything's fine, everything's lovely. She's a lovely, lovely, blah, blah, blah person. And then she just walks out the curtains and she screams and turns into this absolute (laughs) mad woman. You're like, oh, God, it's too late to run. (laughs) But you've done some crazy spots with her recently, even. I know you did the the table with barbed wire and a cactus at Wrestle Rock. Uh, the cactus was definitely not my idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there. It suck as much as I think it sucks. I, uh, I think because it's invisible. Like, you don't see the little pricks of it until, you're, like, you're crawling on your hands and knees around, like, the stage. And you're like, oh, my God, it's, like, in your hands are covered in this little cactus because you can't see it. You yeah. can't see those little pricks until they're in you. Oh. And when you're sweating at any plant on your skin when you're sweating, oh, it, God, it's not it's pleasant. Not so the cactus, it's got to be. It's not fun. I think it's twice now she's brought out a cactus during the match and you see it and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. <laughs> Her face went into that cactus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> are, you, are you hesitant when spots like that come up or you just want to dive into them to see no, what the outcome would be? I'm a massive hardcore deathmatch fan. So unfortunately, the second I start seeing some sharp things, I get really excited. <laughs> it's a little bit worrying for my mother, but <laughs> we get there. It's fine. I've lived. <laughs> Someone's going to hear that and books and uh, lots of Oh, please, for the love of God. Oh, Anyone go. that will let me use these dumb things, book me, God. <laughs> it's like a, I get there and it's like, what am I allowed? What do you use? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? I was like, settle down, woman. And it's funny because like with the with death matches, you feel like you've seen most spots or with hardcore matches, but you and, I, you and um, Erica <laughs> had a really inventive spot on the first uh, Underworld show. Yeah. With the screwdriver that was then stolen by the WWE. Oh, I'm so proud of that. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> proud that it was stolen. Um, uh, do you want to talk us through the the screwdriver through the ear piercing? Yeah. Well, she has a stretcher in her ear, hole in her ear. So I saw that we have a screwdriver, saw that she has a hole in her ear. I'm like, what a vulnerable place. <laughs> It's like, oh, two and two together. Let's just give it a whirl. And then, like, I remember, like, I shoved it through. And then I was like, all right, done, you know, finished my fun. And then I went to take it out and it just didn't come out with with my hand that I was pulling. I just kind of dropped it there. I'm like, it's your problem now. <laughs> uh, luckily, she does piercings for a living, I'm sure. She- yeah, I was like, you know how to take that out better than I do. It's, ugh, it's fine. You'll be okay. <laughs> She's sitting there screaming in agony. So it's like, you'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, who who alerted you to the fact that uh, Dave Meltzer had written about it? Oh, who sent it to me? Someone sent it to me online. I don't have name of them. Oh, someone sent it to me online and they're just like, hey, look, you know, it's, it's written up that someone that, that was like actually informed that they you stole the spot after you guys did it and like <laughs> freaking out that it was acknowledged. <laughs> That's pretty cool for you, Welshie. Two people in this room have been in the Observer. Yes. <laughs> right. 
I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're okay with that? Okay. <laughs> I don't read the user of the site. <laughs> the railroad, that, didn't I? Yeah, oh, sorry. I was trying to get myself over. I've been in the Observer too. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, you care. The show was on, was mentioned in the Observer. That's enough. Yeah, that, that was all right. My last name wasn't. Um... <laughs> At least I've got one. I don't have one. It's just my single Do you want name. me to ask a question? No, that's all right. All right. You mentioned Outback Championship Wrestling. Yeah. That's uh, a lot of newer fans to the Australian scene came in with those guys, bringing out a lot of international talent at the time. Yeah. How did you guys find the shows from the from your side of it? Um, backstage, a little bit daunting. <laughs> You're backstage with these old massive... WWE star names and they're just, you know, just like anyone else walking around with their headphones in, you know, going through things in their head and it's daunting because I'm sitting there trying to do the same and all I can think of is like, holy crap, holy crap, in the same room as Molina, holy crap, holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> so, so it's, again, yeah, it's just pretty much daunting until you realise they are, you know, people and they're doing the exact same thing as you here at the moment and that's also it's pretty daunting. <laughs> so it's... It's just surreal. You time? You're 18 at the time? Uh, yeah. Oh, probably about 17, 16. Yeah, yeah. 70, about 17 when I was on my first um, Outback show. And just surreal. Like, I still, it still doesn't feel real when you're backstage with these people. Like, it still doesn't. I don't think it's something that I'm going to get used to <laughs> at all, to be honest. But it's just, yeah, awesome. Oh. <laughs> Freaking awesome. <laughs> no other other way to put it, to be honest. So uh, on MCW shows, you spend a lot of time with a certain tag team. Ah, oh, my favourite. I feel like I am the Brat Pack's biggest fan over here. Do you want to talk about how the Brat Pack came about and, um, and with uh, Mitch and Nick, like how much you guys support each other and how happy you are when you get successes, you know? Like, outside of the Brat Pack and outside of MCW as well? We pretty much hit it off straight away. Like, we all had the same drive. We had the great chemistry. We're all pretty bogan, <laughs> to put it blatantly. <laughs> We're all pretty grubby and it's the way – I mean, we don't put on an act – when we're, like, speaking to each other the way we do. Like, it's all like that. Like, they call me Aves backstage. And they'll be like, oh, Aves! I'm like, oh, I what? <laughs> so it's pretty much, yeah, we hit it off straight away with three people with big goals and a big drive. And um, it pretty much, yeah, came about because of that purely. And they're just like, well, here's, like, three of the same people. Why don't you? we just make them, put them together and see how it goes? And I don't think it intended to be as, like, big as it was or big as it still is like us three together but it worked it clicked we and they're yeah they say they're my biggest supporters like i second i come backstage after a match you know they're the ones sitting there with big grins on their face like oh, i was so proud you did so good and every time i'm ringside and i see them doing some amazing crazy shit and I'm, i feel like such a clucky mother hen just like that's my boys <laughs> i just feel like so happy about it just makes me so happy yeah, and it feels like for the crowd, you can actually see that there's actually real care between the three of you. I know when we had Mitch in the studio and we mentioned the Brat Pack, his face lit up talking about both you and Nick. Mm. And I feel like that's that really comes across. Because oh, I was such a big fan of both of them before I even got to know them before the Brat Pack was pitched. I knew them from like NAW and then I saw like 
Nick around, and, and yeah, I'd worked with um, Mitch and AW when I worked with, but being yeah. around backstage, and so like I knew of them, and I was huge fans of what they did before I even was paired with them. So when it was pitched, I was just ecstatic. It was like absolutely not a doubt in my mind that we would yeah kill it and hit it off. And it's an awesome like thing to be able to get onto those MCW cards as as young workers. Yeah, because um, we're all the, just young and hungry. You That's need what that it was. opportunity. And the fact that you've all, all three of you have used that platform to kick the door down and, and make yourselves the in, like integral parts of the show, I believe. like the, the two of the top three matches at the next MCW show involve the Brat Pack. Yeah, it's, it's pretty insane to think about it that way. But... I guess it just kind of is what happens when you're, yeah, three young, hungry people who just kind of fight for the spot we want to deserve. Like, are we willing to give it our all and killing anyone in a way? Beautiful. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the upcoming shows on the 16th, Clash of the Titans. You oh, yes. <laughs> you're looking forward to your big match? I am so excited for that one. It is probably... Yeah, my, like my biggest in my head, I'm just, oh, I can't put into words how bloody excited I am to get in the ring with those two. Oh. So <laughs> We're going to rip each other's hair out. The three of you think that it's your division. Well, I think it's my it's division. I know it's my division. I fought for that place. I've trained bloody hard. I've, I mean... They're both off travelling the world, doing whatever they want to do, and I'm sitting there earning my guts and putting in the hard yards at MCW. So they can travel the world and airy fairy around in Germany and America, and I can destroy people in the ring in MCW and earn my place, and I've claimed it. Definitely sounds like your division then. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, but I did enjoy when you were, f- um, you were wrestling Kellyanne earlier or late last year and you were doing the Kellyanne cosplay. <laughs> Anything to piss her off, to be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, it worked. Yeah. Piss her off. <laughs> she, did look, she did look pissed off too. Yeah, it no, it's, I managed to get in her head. I managed to irk around. God, I just love playing with it. I love just annoying people. <laughs> it's, just, it's fun to just play around with her. It's so easy to stir her up. <laughs> So well, you heard it here first. Avery saying that Kellyanne takes herself too seriously. Is that right? Oh, when you want to put it that way. <laughs> you could definitely say that. God, it's so easy to play with her. It is going to – look, the three of you are going to belt the crap out of each other. and No doubt in my mind. I mean, we have twice now the three of us just beat living shit out of each other. So – I mean, my match with Indy screwed me over, so I yes. got her back by beating the shit out of her. And then <laughs> Kelly decided to nose her way in there, and so she wants to ruin my chances at killing Indy. She can get destroyed I, as well. What I, the Glow Show, uh, you had the big fight, and it took about 20 people to pull the three of you apart. <laughs> It's um, going to be a lot more fun when there's the no one was, between I us. The was over <laughs> and I went out the back to get some, to cool down a little bit. And no, the fight was still going out in the, <laughs> out in the smokers area. <laughs> it did surprise me because after I jumped on everyone, and it was just like, oh yeah, you know, felt pretty proud of myself. You know, as so I knocked them all down, and the next thing I know, Callie's freaking jumped on me. She's beating the shit out of me, you know. So I'm like, all right, it's turning into a brawl now. You want to fight? So. 
we had a bit of a tumble and then, uh, yeah, I think Indy was pretty destroyed at one point. I just remember watching the tape back and I just see her like curled up in a corner and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely not to be missed. If you haven't got a ticket yet for that show, get online and, uh, and buy one Come now. Come see some violence. If you're in a state, fly in. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> You're international fly in. The whole world should be there. <laughs> and then this weekend uh, you'll be at Underworld for yes. the season finale. Um, what are your thoughts on Underworld? Like, in particularly a character like Lord Mark Williamson who appears to be trying to puppet master everybody. I mean, he's trying to puppet master people, but honestly he's just a little coward. Like, he reminds me just like a snake, like a little snake. A venomous <laughs> snake or one of those ones? No, ones that, oh, he reminds me like the snakes that are like fluoro colours that like scream poisonous, but they're definitely not. <laughs> when, when Mark hears this, these are just your opinions, they're not ours, yes? Oh, I can't wait. You can come yeah. approach me about them. Come get me, Mark. <laughs> so we won't be seeing you join the claw at any time soon. Ooh. I don't know. I do find the hoods pretty cool. Like, I'd like to wear one of those robes. I just want to wear one. I think that's the only reason I'd be joining. <laughs> you <laughs> can cool do what Brian did and, like, I want to know join if, yeah. and just I want to, to wear the clothes. Yeah, I want to see if, like, do I get my own? Is it custom fit? Do I have to make it? Can I... <laughs> Pretty can, sure you can, can buy I, them online. Can I have somewhere. like a cutout where my bar, where my ass is, and just like have my ass showing? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of the hood is so that you're anonymous. I don't know if you. I don't know if that, I don't know if that works for you being in the club. <laughs> like everyone's like, we know who that ass is. <laughs> we know who that belongs to. Um, earlier was it earlier this year? You were featured on the project. Yes, I was. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, the project did a piece on intergender wrestling. Yeah. And uh, came and filmed a wrestling match between you and Carlo. Yeah. At BCW. How did that come about and what was it like? And were you worried about the way wrestling would be portrayed at all? Oh, I was shit scared. Oh, I think it, like even backstage before I went out, I'm like, this is a mistake. This is a mistake. Why, why am I doing this? This is a big mistake. Oh, I'm going to ruin wrestling forever. Because like, you have no idea how like things are going to be portrayed over media. You have no idea how, like, for instance, I say a lot of a lot of dumb things. So I'm putting myself in limelight of media. I feel like it's just a neat, dumb idea. <laughs> Here I am speaking. Yeah, we've had it three times already. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually our, like, 12th take. No, um... So, yeah, oh, I was bloody petrified. I was. Like, I, I was overthinking it to the point, yeah, I was just like, this is the worst idea, Carlo. What am I doing? So he put out, he did his um, open contenders match. I don't honestly don't think anybody was expecting me to come out, So, which is probably what I loved the most about it. He's <laughs> the biggest pop he's heard anyone get at BCW. Oh, he just likes to blow smoke up my ass. <laughs> 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 but, no, um, it's lovely. It was a good art. It was a good story, and I think um, there's always a danger with um, probably the most left-wing news program on free-to-air TV, which would be the project that they might have taken it down a path where you didn't want it to go. Yes, but I thought they treated it with a lot of respect. Oh my god, I was just absolutely stoked with how it turned out and like the way they did portray it. And I mean. 
intergendered wrestling is a touchy topic to a lot of people. Like, you know, so it was something which, I mean, who someone who doesn't have a whole heap of public, very public intergender matches, I was kind of sitting there like, why do I have, why am I the advocate for this? Like, <laughs> why am I on TV that. for this? Like, I don't have that. Like, don't get me wrong. I've trained with dudes. I've, you know, wrestled dudes all the bloody time. So it was didn't phase me in the slightest. But, but yeah, for someone who doesn't have like a lot of, public intergender matches like super out there that I was you know I was absolutely spitting chips but I mean I couldn't have asked for a better way they portrayed it to be honest I couldn't have asked for a better little segment were you happy with the match oh my god I was he he didn't go easy on me and that was one thing I was a bit (laughs) a bit worried about and I'm like oh you know with the whole tv thing is he gonna you know, is he going to pull back yeah. a little bit? No, he let me have it. And I probably let him have it. So it was so much fun. I'm super happy with how the match turned out. And I mean, like, he's been my trainer for like over a year now. So it was just so much fun to finally have that match with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, like, well, she said, he was very high on you. With, the, with him training you, how much confidence did that give you to actually be in front of that big crowd and that audience with him. Heaps, 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 heaps. Like, I just pretty much felt invincible, like, (laughs) doing the ring with him because, I mean, obviously he's a hell of a lot stronger than me. So he knows my moves. He taught me them. (laughs) (laughs) He knows me better than anyone in the ring. He taught me what I know. So, I mean, I had to try and pull out some stops, which, I mean, like, he didn't know, which was obviously can watch it back and realize that no, he knew everything I was doing. <laughs> like I think he, yeah, would like stop me mid, mid flip, and he's like, nope, up in the air, suplex, like threw me around. So it was. I mean, I was on cloud nine, just bloody stoked. Just couldn't couldn't wipe the grin off my face. <laughs> you mentioned that Carlo has been training you for over a year, mm. and um, we were talking before we started recording, and. Mm. You're talking about some of the um, lengths that you were going to to get trained as a younger worker um, living in Geelong. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, how much time traveling a week at stages you've been putting in just to train before you'd even had a match? Yeah. So for about two years, I was still in high school and I was training probably about three and a half hours by train ride. And it was a really dodgy area. I'm going to say I met some absolute characters on the train at two in the morning in the middle of the city. I mean, my mum, you know, was, was the one that picked me up at 3 a.m. at the train station every night and brought me home. And so it's just, Your oh mum sounds awesome. My mum is an absolute darling. I would have never done that if my kid ever, like, no, pick a closer sport. But, yeah, I think it was set points I was, yeah, travelling about seven hours a day to go train. Um, all by just public transport because there's only like, like, like I said, between the ages of 14 and 16. Um, and then after for about two years travelling, about three and a half hours up, three and a half hours, half hours back, I started training at a school even further away. So I was travelling about five hours. It was so much quicker to catch the ferry. <laughs> it was so much quicker <laughs> to catch the ferry. But I also didn't want to spend 150 bucks every time I wanted to go <laughs> yeah. to a training school. So, yeah, at points I was travelling about oh, 10 hours, five hours up, five hours back to go train in, yeah, all the way in, oh, was it Mornington Peninsula? And it wasn't until I started training around Sunshine Area 
Um, I hope that was only roughly for a few months. It's only two trains. Yeah, no, that was that felt like nothing. It was only about two hours up. I was like, Jesus, I am living the dream. I am so close. That's a dodgy area as well, though. Yeah, so I think that was the one which I couldn't actually catch the trains to. <laughs> I think the, my mum drew the line there. Yeah, she's be, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, I think we draw the line there, but. <laughs> So, yeah, at the moment now I can actually drive. It's, I'm only travelling anywhere between about hour and a half, two hours up to where MCW Academy and Carlo's school and stuff. So, vicious pursuit. When you, when you were travelling three and a half hours and five hours, how, how much ring time were you getting before having to get back on a, a train? Oh, I mean, I was spending so much time travelling, like so much more time travelling than actually yeah. in the ring, especially because once you're in the ring at the school, you know, you've got to compensate for anywhere between like five to seven people who are also in the ring with you. You also travelled to train, so it's like you can't sit there and be selfish, like, I trained, I deserve my training, I was here, but <laughs> I went so much further. So it was, uh, I mean, for i got to say, now looking back on it, the first three years, I probably could have just... Mm, skipped those completely. <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered. Gives you a good story. Like, yeah. Like I can sit there and be like, yeah, I'm super dedicated. And when, you, when you get a ghostwriter to write your book for you. Uh, <laughs> it's just myself. Like. <laughs> um, and now uh, Vicious Pursuit, they've, they're opening a new uh, venue very soon, I believe. Yeah, I think they just moved. I haven't been to the new place yet. Um, I've, I mean, I'm super bloody excited too. I think it was only about last week they moved. Yes. I and don't then, know if they've had their grand opening yet, to be honest. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so. I don't think so at all. So they've just moved again. So super new. I'm keen to see the new place. If it's, I mean, if it's anything like the last ones, I know it'll have a big gym and then Carlo's weights and stuff will be there and we'll have enough room for him to yell at everyone to do some drills. <laughs> he told me it's awesome. So I'll be like, who am I to disagree with him? No. Yeah, right. I was... <laughs> Um, so, uh, talk about Indie Girls uh, in Perth, um, the show. You did that last year, am I right? Oh, is this about my tweets about Lena Cross? <laughs> um, no, I wasn't going to move But that show's coming up again, isn't it, uh, this year? Are you on the show this year? Yeah, I am on the show this year. Um, the Indie Girls, I was last year, the tournament I was in, and then, yeah, I'm back again this year for their Big Girl Girls show, which, yeah, I mean, it's a, like, such a comfortable place. Like, everyone backstage is so nice. Like, they're just super cruisy. It's probably just one of the most laid back kind of places I've been to and everyone's kind of I mean I want to say the same as me (laughs) just super laid back and super just chill and it's so easy to get along with everyone there and that's why I just keep wanting to go back so much and plus I get the opportunity to wrestle people which I just can't say I would have an opportunity otherwise I think like I had a match with like yeah Lena Cross and Madison Eagles and oh terrible person i'm forgetting her name isn't Paige's mum on the show next time as well like is she yeah oh my gosh see like it's just you meet people you're like you would never meet otherwise i don't think i would ever meet Paige's yeah, you probably mom should make friends with her you probably should make friends with her <laughs> you went to the premiere the, yeah i did a little wrestle in week. the premiere which yeah. was uh, pretty surreal like the music screwed up and no one was really really, really expecting to see some wrestling there so they all turned a corner it's like oh it's women fighting <laughs> Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. It's be about women fighting. <laughs> Insane, right? It's blowing my mind. But, 
yeah, that was a lot of fun. I also, I think I met like one of my favorite comedians there and I just squealed and ran. <laughs> Like a little bitch. <laughs> Troy Kinney. <laughs> I was like one of my absolute favourite comedians ever. And I just turned the corner and he was there and I'm like, I squealed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm such a big fan. <laughs> like, That's yeah, it. T- I saw you do that over someone you follow on Instagram on the Sunday. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that friends. is not I fair. I was kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Straight after the match. Yeah, I was kind of so pissed. So just kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of it pissed. It was hot in there. I also I think, I, yeah, I was do you follow her on, on Instagram? I saw some of like the dancing she does. Rachel. Yeah, I saw just some of the dancing she does, and then I saw her in person. I'm just like, oh my god, it's media brought to life. <laughs> Technology um, still baffles me. <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about the heat because the last two shows in a row, I think you've fought on oh days that are over 35 degrees that have no air conditioning. I do not cope well in the heat at all, unfortunately. So no, I'm, I'm, not, oh. I'm not built for that. The second it gets over 30 degrees, I'm just like in a puddle on the ground. <laughs> you, know, like you have to like scrape me up with a shovel kind of thing. So, I mean, I was, was spending all the time in the fridge. and then But I kept telling myself I can't keep staying in the fridge because by the time I have to get out there and wrestle, I'll be passing out in the heat. So it's, I mean, it's no matter where you are in wrestling, like in a ring, you get stupidly hot anyways because yeah. you're running around exerting yourself and getting hit in the head a lot. So it's no matter what you are going to be sweating profusely and exhausted, but when it just gets to that point of heat, you just hit this wall and it's just, oh, my God. What's the mindset uh, like backstage with all the girls when they know that you're all going to have to go out and work in this heat? Is that Was there complaining or was everyone like, no, nah, this is just what we're dealing with? Oh, it's pretty much just like eight people saying, oh, fuck, it's hot, over and over and over and over again. Sounds like me. That's about it. That's, yeah, that's all you hear. So I think it's just everyone's in the same wavelength of just, screw this, we're too hot to move. And, like, everyone looks like they've just done a match and the makeup's running and you're sweating and you're fighting. I think that's good for your gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God everyone looks like a mess like me. Ha <laughs> ha, you're all screwed. <laughs> no. Pretty much, yeah, just a fight for who's in the fridge most of the time. <laughs> Thank God there yeah, is a I fridge. Was upstairs. <laughs> upstairs was the hottest part of the whole yeah. venue, and that's where the change rooms were. Yeah, and it's like all these people, I mean, obviously it's not a wrestling venue or like a venue like kind of that. Anyways, they don't have their own little change rooms. you got to kind of share it with the EV's diner staff. <laughs> so, I mean, the chefs are coming through and they're just I like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, they were so nice. They didn't even blame me for breaking one of their glasses, which I was just like, thank you. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Did you break another one? Was that last time? Oh, no, I didn't break one last time. I broke one. I broke two the time before. <laughs> the ref's just like, don't take a bump on the floor. There's all this glass on the floor. I'm just like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> we're making a hardcore yeah. match. <laughs> We're doing a hard Can't be worse than a cactus. I feel like oh. <laughs> I feel like Tali's made barroom brawls at Evie her new gimmick. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's oh two, yeah, two I'm down with that. <laughs> so um, it's why I stick to the ring when you can use the venue. <laughs> it's always good to make yourself a little niche on any show that you're on. <laughs> <laughs> then they have to book you. Mine's just doing the dumb spots. <laughs> I'll jump off that. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, what's the dumbest thing I can do here? <laughs> Let's go for some listener questions. Listener questions? We did get a lot for you. Ooh, ooh. We'll, actually, no, I want to talk about one more thing before we go to listener questions. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, something I forgot about. Um, social media. You ooh, mentioned yes. it earlier. Um, I noticed a post earlier this year uh, where you were asking people to remember 
when they send messages that they're if you wouldn't send this message to your sister and you want your mum to know that you were sending it. Basically, yeah. One of my biggest things is don't send a message to me that you wouldn't send to your mum. And I know to a lot of people that's like, well, I wouldn't say a lot of that stuff to my mum. It it's like, a lot actually, I'm. Um, dick pics to their mum. Yeah, no, I've got a, a lot of people sending pictures of the dick to their mum. It's just, just <laughs> weird. But no, I've just, if you wouldn't send it to your mum, don't send it to me. And then I get a lot of responses like, what about half the stuff you say? It's like, you know, you're, would you say that to mum? And I'm like, actually, my mum, yes. I say that kind of stuff to my mum all the time. <laughs> she knows who she raised. <laughs> so it's like, that's my daughter. That's my, she's on the side, like, that's my daughter with her ass. I love it. And I was like, oh, I love it. But yeah, no, it was just pretty much, I'm all for a big joke. I mean, I am just one big, massive piss take. Don't get me wrong. So I love a joke. I love, you know, having a laugh. And but some stuff is just a couple of steps over the line. Like you're forgetting that I am a human being and forgetting that I am a wrestler and just going straight to like, What's your top ten fetishes? It's like, it's yeah. like who, who, what? It's like, it's, it's like, Grandma, how did you meet Grandpa? Oh, he sent me a picture of his dick on the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so not it's a like, love story. I don't know what's, like, it's like, hmm, I find that girl attractive. wonder if she wants to see a picture of my penis. It's like, it's like, is that a train of thought? I, guess, I don't know. I've never had, but I think Lyle does it a lot, but... To me, you send yeah, I send them to you. I don't know if people know this. But penises are ugly. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like genitalia is not an attractive thing. It's the most attractive part of the human body. Like God knows, genitalia. So it's like, just there like are, there a, are, a vag. That's fucking gross. Like, there are more attractive parts of the body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's. I mean, it's how to get blocked pretty much instantly. Don't get me wrong, but well, yeah. I feel like Jordan Grace has made a, made a lot of money just selling a book of her DMs. I think. That's something you could probably look at down the track. Oh, well, yeah, I don't I know think who, who would publish it. <laughs> Me. It's just kind of it's like the list. Oh, it's just a published DM book. I, I could probably do something like that, but I think it wouldn't even be like funny. Most of the people would just look at it and be like, oh, God, <laughs> Jesus, you get this in your inbox. Yeah. I don't mind people asking for pictures in my feet. I think that's hilarious. It's like if you honestly want to see them, I mean, I'm sure you could find them somewhere. They're ugly. But just a heads up. Just rub like some crap in them. Make it, well, walk around the shopping centre with no shoes, then take the photo and go, here you go. I might like that more. Oh, yeah. I... Don't wear shoes, to be honest. I think I own about two pairs of shoes, my Doc Mums and my runners. Oh, maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> three. I own three pairs of shoes. And I go between the three. I think I was like f- maybe five to six years old and we all packed and went on holidays. And it was like a little caravan park we were in with the family we always used to go to. And everyone was like, oh, okay, everyone, get ready. We're going out for dinner. I just didn't bring any shoes the entire holiday. My she's, sister's <laughs> like that. She used, she used to work shoeless all the time. Yeah. Like, I live on a farm. I work on a farm. Like, and I walk around this farm with no shoes on. I'm like, I don't care that you're not wearing shoes, but we have snakes. Like, <laughs> pull yourself together. <laughs> so I just, it's so much easier without them. I've got such thing of thick skin on my feet. Now How many it times matter. have you been told to pull yourself together in your life? Oh, God. I don't <laughs> I think people have stopped asking me that, to be honest. It's just like she's everywhere. It's, it's who she is now. Well, let's go with some list. We'll go with listener questions. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you go first because I've lost where I am. All right. I've got a Caleb Oz Palmer from Twitter. 
how much wrestling do you watch not involving yourself or shows that you're on? Not involving myself? Yeah. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Current wrestling or anything like that? I watch a lot of... I, I sounds really lame, but I only really watch wrestling when I'm doing like cardio at the gym because it makes me forget I'm doing cardio. <laughs> but I w- don't watch enough wrestling. I really don't. I know I need to watch more as in like I do enjoy watching it. And every time I start watching it, I get on this roll. And then, But it's only really certain people that I find super interesting at the time. It always changes. So I'll watch like a lot of one person and every match they've been in, everything that they've done in their life story from then till now. And then I'll kind of... There's so many bushwhacker matches you can watch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But like I think someone I'm really on at the moment is Priscilla Kelly. I'm really on her. We've been watching a shit ton of her and that's probably... She's very good. Yeah. Uh, And not just the controversy. She's good in the ring and... The controversy is just getting her extra bookings. Yeah, no, I love it. I think it's like because the last thing she posted was just said, I'm gross. And I'm like, oh, love it. I you can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I'm just like, I love it. Yes. I want to be gross. <laughs> um, here's one from uh, Nick Collette on Twitter. He said, over the last several months, you've had a ton of success. How's it felt becoming one of the most popular wrestlers in Melbourne? <laughs> I'm going to say popular. Um, <laughs> the fans, I think um, you actually are one of the more popular wrestlers on the card. Oh, thank you. Oh, it doesn't feel like real at all, to be honest, because I live such an average kind of day-to-day life. I like a work, a regular job. I live so far out of the city on a farm. I'm very like disconnected from people in general. My only real like socialization is on like online and stuff like that. So it's absolutely surreal then yeah you go up to places like Thornbury Theatre and there's and you go just go out to like to the merch table and then about seven or eight people are there like, oh, my God, Avery, hello. And it's like, wait, oh, my God, you're, you're coming to see me? Oh, my God. <laughs> it feels just unbelievable. I really want to sit here and get all cocky and be like, yeah, no, it's great. It's amazing. But, no, it just does not feel real. It yeah. surprises me and shocks me every time. Like my mum's like always like, how were the fans? How, is, like, <laughs> well, how was it? Like it's <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's still, it's like a crazy word for me to use the word fans, but yeah, yeah it's but insane. You, do, you, have, you have people buying t-shirts with your picture on it. Yeah, one day it'll kind of click in my brain that it's real, but for now I'm living in like fairyland. <laughs> I think that's what fans enjoy though, the fact that you're unaffected and when they talk to you, you're genuinely excited to have that interaction with them as well and feed off their excitement and I think that that... Connects. It just it just gets me so excited. <laughs> it's like you can, like even yeah, talking about wrestling now, I just get more and more louder and more and more vivid and more, lots of just happiness. Like it just gets me excited <laughs> and happy. <laughs> um, I've got one more from Twitter. Uh, Chris Thunder, if you could go to any promotion in Australia or New Zealand and face their women's champion, who would it be and why? I think my biggest one I want to do next is the PWA. Just because I haven't done that before and it is freaking huge. And you look at the product coming from PWA and it's like, oh, my God, it is insane. And to, like, yeah, that's that's my next goal. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'll give it my shot to try and hopefully get there one day. I mean, because look at the women that freaking wrestle there. Like, I, my 
massive massive Madison Eagles fan who the hell who the hell isn't (laughs) so it's like looking like women like that you're just like I would love to get beaten the crap out of by them (laughs) yeah it's a it's a production line of women coming out of PWA yeah the like they've got a lot of women there which is like insane and crazy like a lot of women compared to to say other companies but um yeah that's big goal there just because it's the products and the matches and everything coming out of there you just you it's everywhere it's everywhere yeah and i think if you're a woman and you live in sydney like and you want to train like i can get trained by madison yeah what you're gonna do (laughs) yeah robbie it's like yeah how do you not did you when you were going into training, did you see how long the train ride would be from Melbourne to Sydney to go to train? <laughs> you know, the, the, the gonna, I'm not going to lie, actually. It was, by the time I'd like get to the airport, fly there, it's probably about the same amount of time that it would be to like drive to one of the promotions. You get a bullet train, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah not they're a meant to, bad meant to idea. And you can say to all the young wrestlers, oh, back in my day. <laughs> back in my day. I used to go all the way to bloody Sydney to train. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we have a question from Kevin Chiat. Uh, he asks... Um, which woman would you like to see booked to come down to MCW? I feel like he's asking that because he definitely knows I'm going to say Lena Cross. Uh, he was fishing for Lena. Yeah. Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that woman just is amazing. I don't know. I'm like her biggest fan. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to seeing her wrestle. She's coming over to wrestle at Showdown. I think it's just because, Erica yeah, and- she's just not like, I feel like everyone should know her. I feel like everyone should be, like, screaming her name and she should be booked everywhere, but it's also just she lives so far away. And she's not working at the biggest promotion in her state, so I feel like mm. I feel like that's another reason, like, she's just getting access to her work isn't easy. I did see she was announced for Showdown, and I remember I was, like, I think I was coming off that wedding that I was shit-faced at. <laughs> I, was, I was messaging this is Jay one of the fans and he was messaging him and I'm just like, somebody booked Lena and no one told me she's coming all the way down to, to Victoria and no one told me she was going to be here. And Find I was out like, who's got a show on the Friday. Try and get her booked on the double and yeah. the Sunday. And <laughs> I've already messaged. So I've, I've actually messaged promotions. Be like, do you know Lena Cross is going to be down in Victoria? <laughs> I already have. <laughs> I don't even, think, don't even think she knows I have. I was just like, surprise. She, she now. Right. Oh, hopefully. I'm your biggest fan, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Thanks for joining us. But we're going to ask you to stay while we do the rest of the show because Tony's not here and... We do what we want when he's not here. Cool. I'll just like pipe in with really offensive remarks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. We'll have a quick break and uh, then we'll be back. Time to play the game. Welcome back to On the Turnbuckle. That was the music of Triple H. I hope, because Tony, as we said, could play absolutely anything. Yeah, definitely, we're hoping, because of uh, his promo on Raw, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's you, why you've you wanted, it in you there. wanted to talk about that, so I've made his music. Yeah, well, good choice. Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed his promo on the Tuesday night on Raw. Um, the heat and the passion, you could see it come across on the screen. Uh, yeah, and the work shoot style using uh, Richard... Flair, Fleur, however you pronounce his real name, and um, yeah, talking about his real life stuff, like when he was, he almost died last year, and in hospital for four days. So I, feel, I, re- yeah, I agree with you, and I think they're doing 
more work shoots at the moment because Ronda Rousey Ronda is pretty well. much doing work shoot promos, and everyone thought that it was everyone thought it was shoot, which made me laugh. Yeah, but, um, I, I I think that it adds fire to the show. Yeah, I I do. You know, the only thing that really I think they went maybe a step too far was bringing up Reed's death. You know, to push door. I know Charlotte and Rick probably have no problems with it. They're in the business and stuff like that. I feel, you know, yeah. other extended family. Like, it didn't make me feel comfortable. It sort of... Yeah, but it, uh, I do um, I, I do like a work shoot. I liked um, Lockie Hendricks did, like, a work shoot at um, MCW, and I think yeah. when you're sitting there watching a show and, um, and it's like, oh, I know everything's a work, but but that part that part was real and you're not sure. I think I, I think it adds. Oh, I can confirm. Nya works him up so bad. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, fans. So give him the Nya because give he got him upset the Nya because he gets so mad. He was upset at Tony for about half an hour. He was upset at Tony for a lot of things. Yeah, I support Lockie on that. <laughs> you were on a date with Lockie. Oh, that was so much fun. Only want dirty socks I can show in his mouth. I am all about it. <laughs> well, now that now that um, the Brat Packer game changes, where does that leave you and Lockie? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a ploy of Lockie's all along to get the Brat Pack on his side. That you wouldn't think? surprise me. <laughs> the whole transformation, the pink hair, that get an, the Uncle Paul. This is just all been get another an elaborate date. ploy to get a second date with Avery. Yep. I mean, it's probably the most effort someone's ever gone to get on a date with me, so I've got to say, I accept. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, On the weekend, we spoke about Carlo Cannon earlier. He's your trainer, Um, one of your trainers now. But uh, (laughs) he he, he got injured pretty badly um, at the Warzone show. Yeah. Doing a very simple spot that he's already toned down and just a dive off the ropes. Yeah. Um, so Carlo's broken his leg, and that's the third serious injury that he's had in the last 18 months, I think. And, um, yeah, so if you if you wanted to just send Carlo well wishes, I know that's been really helping him at the moment. Um, have, you've spoken he's... to Carlo. Yeah, yeah, no, I... Um... I've been trying to talk to him yeah, as much as I can over the last few days. I think he went into surgery yesterday, I think it was. Um, yeah, pretty much all the support he can get because he does. He is someone who bounds off people around him a lot. So he's definitely took it very much to heart. Yeah, he wears off. his heart on yeah. his sleeve, Carlo, and he's such a good human being that uh, it's, it's actually not fair that he's had this run of bad luck. And hopefully, Yeah, if it's going to happen to anyone, these Jesus These things Christ. happen in threes and that's it and... They're behind him, hopefully, but um, yeah, shout out to Carlo anyway because we're a big fan of of his, and he, one of our favourite episodes we've ever done was our interview with Carlo. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so definitely deserves sh- some love, that man. <laughs> yes, yeah, so shout out to Carlo. Hopefully, he's out of hospital soon and back on his feet. He said about six 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 months. I think he should be back in the ring so the prognosis isn't as bad as what it possibly could have been yeah six weeks in a cast i think yeah i had a look at the x-ray snapped his one of his bones dislocated his knee so when they gave him so lots of loopy drugs to pop his knee back into place i mean it was all very funny (laughs) he told me they weren't giving him good enough drugs i went out he was was in i think he was in shock before i went out to my match because he was only like two before me 
And then he had it and he was ever he was out there levitating his knee, icing it and getting you know, over doing everything we can. I go out and come back and come back after the match and he's got the green whistle and he's uh, <laughs> so he's yeah. oh he's like he's off his off his rocker twenty minutes later and we're getting wheeled off. So And he's obviously in a in a hospital nowhere near his house. Uh, I told him he could make some money out of this if he releases some t shirts like a band tour. Yeah. So like the hospital tour of Victoria that Carlos basically. Done. I think um, I think I'd buy one. I oh, think yeah. buy one. a lot of people that that sell well. So um, you have the venues on the back because he's yeah. at Geelong Hospital and he's had. Oh, they wouldn't let me record him on the loopy drugs. God, I wish I got that. That's <laughs> my big. It's my only regret. <laughs> Hold that over his head. Well, the doctor yeah. says he, he could be back wrestling in six months. So knowing. Carlo, probably be four months. We told me soon. Oh, yeah. he'll be in training. He'll be training around. in three weeks. He'll be running around on that <laughs> knee in like four weeks <laughs> and I'll be sitting there screaming at him, sit down, stop it. <laughs> I remember he told a story to us though when um, he was training with Lance Storm um, and he took bumps for Lance while Lance was injured and so Lance could keep teaching. So uh, if anyone wants to win Carlo over, take the bumps for him while he's still coaching people. <laughs> oh, I thought, be helpful. I thought you were leading to Lance Storm actually returning the favour and coming... Yeah, well, that'd be yeah. Lance uh, taking his training class and for Carlo. <laughs> um, there's some other sad news during the week. Uh, King Kong Bundy passed away. Yeah, big part of our. I don't know. Do, do, we, do we say our child? We're giving away our, our ages. Um, yeah, I think King Kong Bundy. Obviously, everyone that knows is going to go to WrestleMania two. The with uh, Hulk Hogan. The big blue cage, that's what I associate yeah. with Kong Bundy with, just being a kid, watching him get bounced around the ring by Hogan um, and just remembering, like, you're a little kid and you're like, how can Hulk Hogan beat this big guy not realising that Hogan's bigger than him? <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, his character was really great. He was such an arsehole, especially for little kids, so he was easy to boo. And, yeah, it's it's sad. Only 61, it's, it's very to the young. Bit too. Uh, he actually shaved his eyebrows. So that he would look more menacing with no, no hair on his whole body. Yeah, like, and it, it just doesn't look right. He looks like a thumb. <laughs> but uh, he was so, like. A, so you're saying he was a thumb wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Well played. I think I did have a Bundy thumb wrestler. They used to make thumb wrestlers. No, that's before. ironic. Uh, <laughs> but there was. I was about to call Meltzer out for a disrespectful tweet about Bundy's death, and I've called him a thumb. While talking about him. So I'm probably going to skip that on the, on the rundown. I've got work shoot promos on twice too. This is you just this is for Tony this no. rundown. You're trying to set him up. I told you I thought he was I thought he was doing the show. I'm just imagining the scene with like Danny DeVito when he's like covered in like sanitary oil slipping down a bar. <laughs> I love I love that show. We're talking about Always Sunny yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, which is if you have I'm upset at how many people have not seen this show. Oh, I make way too many references. I'm so glad you know what I'm talking about because it's like my favourite show of all time. It's all I talk about. And because they talk about wrestling a lot in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy Piper's in like four episodes. Everyone, everyone who watches it says I'm Charlie. They're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, you're Charlie. It's like, are you talking about... No, you can read. Are you talking... Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> a little bit. You I've got about four. Text. I've got about like four brain cells left bouncing around in there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, they're musical. If you just watch the the musical, it's quite an open one to start on. Yeah, it's the best episode of any TV show that I've ever oh seen. My, oh my god! It's high praise. The Nightman cometh. 
the name. <laughs> I could do a podcast on that show. Oh, I could, yeah. I could you know Tony's whole... going to hit you up to do a podcast Here, on the show. Can I join? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just reciting episodes that are not airing in Australia. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit more about Rondo, Charlotte and Becky. Um, especially while we've got Avery here <laughs> to talk about seeing the biggest story in pro wrestling, and it has been for months now, is a women's story. Yeah. I mean, that's always <laughs> that's always really, really, really awesome to that. Like, I mean, that you would never, ever have guessed that the three women would be the basically headlining. Well, I think they'll um, headline WrestleMania. Yeah, you would never have guessed. I'd give it like four years ago and say that, you know, if women would be headlining a WrestleMania. You, you would be, think people would think you're insane. I thought the start of this, after last WrestleMania, I thought the women would headline the next WrestleMania, but I also thought they were just going to force it. Yes. By trying to force a square peg into a round hole. Like, we've got Rousey, she'll headline WrestleMania. But now, nothing else makes sense. Because of the story that the women are, are telling, as well as just the heat Charlotte's generating, the heat that Rhonda's now generating, and just the love for Becky. Oh, I'm worked. <laughs> I'm so worked. I'm watching this going, ah, screw Rhonda, screw Charlotte. Like, oh, I'm so worked. I am worked so badly. <laughs> and as fans, we want to be. Yeah. No, 100%. I, I want to be surprised. I want to... Every time I think I know where this story is going, I logically they're going to do this. And I've, if you listen back to our show every week, I know where this story is going, and I'm fucking wrong <laughs> every week. And I love it. I love that I'm wrong, and I love that I'm angry, and I love that I'm worked because I'm a fan. Yeah. And it shows what they can do when they put time and effort into a story. They can still do it. Um, they probably need to learn how to do it more in the mid card, but I think. Competition's good, and we're going to get a lot of good wrestling everywhere at the moment and in the next 12 months. So. You've just seen how fast it's progressed, though. I mean, like, once people learn how to book women properly, book em, we're going to take over. Book everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you don't need to have a crush on, on the muscular male wrestler to make a story. Yeah, it's crazy to, to think that way. But... <laughs> to, I mean, it can tell a story, but just the, the story of booking them exactly the same way you would book three of your biggest men that's what that works. I mean, who yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have <laughs> actually <laughs> thought? Is what we need. The fact that, <laughs> yeah, the work. audience is like, I mean, it proves it. It just kind of proves it. it literally booked them like they're well, people. And <laughs> there's a hunger for women's wrestling at the moment. And I think that the cross, like, the glow shows have, have proven that there's a crossover crowd for women's wrestling that doesn't exist for men at the moment. So hmm. to push women's wrestling is actually a really good business, a really smart business decision. And yes, yes, it is. Like, yeah, it's, yeah no other I mean, words to put it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, people are excited to come to a show and see the women. Like, we're no longer the match just before the main event to calm everybody down. It's like, not the it's, break anymore. yeah, we're no longer a piss break. We're no longer tits over talent. We're there right. as wrestlers. It's surreal. <laughs> yeah, and often the match you're looking forward to on the card. And, because, as I said, the the next MCW show, the there's probably three main events, and one of them definitely is the, the you three girls, because we know that you're going to bring it and that you're hungry yeah. for the spot too. Yeah. Like the storyline is that you're hungry for the spot, but 
we know that all three of you girls, although you you respect the hell out of each other, mm. you're legit hungry for the spot. Of course. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be fighting for that spot so hard if I didn't respect the hell out of them. I guess. You wouldn't expect it. You have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other the other big thing at the moment in Australian wrestling is uh, I think we're going to have uh, Saturday week we're going to have probably two thousand wrestling fans at a show at at two different shows at the same time in Melbourne. So PCW are running a huge arena. They've sold fourteen hundred tickets. Yeah, last time I seen they they released the promo with thirteen hundred. No, that was the one th- today with fourteen. Oh, there was fourteen today. And then at the same time, the exact same time, you're going to have. MCW, they'll have six, six over six seven hundred yeah. at Thornbury Theatre. Um, the fact that nobody's talking about this, I, I've heard people they're perplexed about it. Um, I love that both companies can go head to head, and the fan base is clearly there and hungry for both shows. Yeah, two two thousand people. Are, I'm I'm blown away. There's not one international on either card. Yeah, that's even it's even bigger. Like you know, P- PCW they have their own, um, you know, you say the bubble. It's not like the yeah. indie darlings or whatever you want. But to sell fourteen hundred tickets for their first major it's the uh, most of, venture, the most they've ever sold by a long way. And I mean, I, I was talking to people from MCW um, on the weekend, and and they're they're wrapped for PCW. That they don't. They said it's not a problem for us to go head to head. We've, we're geographically removed from each other. We've both got our own rabid fan bases. There's probably 70 fans who'd love to go to both shows. Um, and I'm just full respect to both companies because they're kicking some major goals. And we're benefiting as, as uh, fans yeah. locally. So And yeah, for workers, good. like um, having lots of places to work, it's obviously important. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, it's great to have more than one big company in Victoria. Yeah. And uh, obviously, there's also Underworld who are running, who have sold more tickets already pre-sale to this Sunday's show than what they've had at their previous shows. So, um, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a real appetite for wrestling in Victoria at the moment. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, so upcoming shows this weekend, and I'm sure I've missed plenty because I did a quick look and I'm pretty lazy. And I, <laughs> I know the World Series wrestling had four shows, and that sort of helped me. <laughs> don't have to find me. But World Series Wrestling, um, where every match is somehow a main event. <laughs> uh, Thursday the 7th of March in Adelaide, Friday the 8th and Saturday the 9th in Melbourne. Now, you're uh, you're definitely going on Friday. 100% I'm going on Friday night. I've heard this before. Mm, yeah. I'll uh, be there Friday um, if Lyle's there. I'll, I'll be there. I've got Go my... talk to Lyle. And buy me alcohol. Uh, actually, don't have a drive. Uh, Sunday uh, in Sydney and and Monday in Sydney. So uh, lots, of, lots of big names on that show. Yeah, hu- huge names. So a lot of international guests as they like to bring out. So, you know, there's still some tickets left. I think they, they released some. new seats in the stadium they didn't know about. Well, you know, it's a... Uh, Good job of the bookers and the the promoters. So, yeah, go out there. There's going to be great wrestling any of the nights you go. So, yeah. Friday, March the 8th in Newcastle Pro Wrestling, you've got Hooses at Gateshead. It's a BYO show. 
PYO. Oh, no, that's oh, the that's dream, dangerous. isn't it? Oh, that's dangerous. Maybe a Melbourne <laughs> company should do that for us. I love a PYO show. Fair I don't right. know if I'd get home. I'll drive you oh, home. I was going to be offering, offering lifts. <laughs> oh, to the train station. I'm not going all the way to Geelong. <laughs> You're halfway there. Halfway there. That's You're halfway there. He's in Werribee. Yeah. Right. Hopper's oh. train station. I'll drop you off there. I wouldn't drop you off at Werribee. The train doesn't stop at Hopper's <laughs> train station, does it? Oh, I have no idea. Who knows? No. Shit friend. I, not driving it. I go, I go oh, to the back of uh, Windenbaum. Put you on the V line. That'd be a bit nicer. Um, Spoiler: I'm not even like in Geelong. I'm like 40 minutes out of Geelong. (laughs) (laughs) Drive me home, damn it! That's what I get for not driving here. Country Victoria, (laughs) we'll just call it. Yeah, you're on a farm, so Uh, and uh, New Horizons uh, Slaughterhouse in Armadale in WA, and Underworlds on, as we mentioned earlier, in Alwood. If you want to see Avery. In action. Woo. You're in a triple threat match. Yeah, I'm in a triple threat and oh, I keep forgetting how many like points and stuff that I'm on, but hopefully uh, I accumulate enough points to just yeah, well, get in the ring with Vixen you, again. <laughs> you're pretty persistent in chasing that title, aren't you? <laughs> I've got my eyes set on it, maybe. It's so pretty. It's, pretty it's got dark. like a dragon on it. Come on. <laughs> but uh, you're in the ring with Tali and Izzy Shaw, so that should be That's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of fun. Also, Mad Dog, not Mad Dog, uh, he will be there, Mad Dog, uh, but Pitbull is defending his title against Slade Mercer with his lovely new helmet that he's got. Yeah, I think it looks better on him than it did... Um, the Shock Master? Yeah, and Andy Coyne <laughs> oh, from the other week. Everything looks better on Slade than it does on, on most people. He's a, he's a handsome man, Slade Mercer. Yeah, definitely is. And um, Vixen will be defending her title. It's not announced what she's doing yet, but... And Mark Williamson's bringing someone back from the dead, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's, it's Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong Bundy. It's just rude. There you go again. Uh, Poor thumb. I'm, a, I'm an arsehole. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're finished. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back next week. On uh, that note. If Tony lets us. Yeah. If you want to, if you've got an idea for a podcast, uh, hit us up. We can put you on to my podcast house and they can put you on the air um we should do another one but just include like drinking games <laughs> a drinking games podcast yes midweek that's yes. interesting well you record oh yes yes all right <laughs> that down with gino's cigar idea yeah i'm not i'm not smoking cigars but i can drink you and brandy and cigar you do it together and you just How drink fancy the do you reckon we are <laughs> <laughs> the only time i've ever drank brandy and this is a shoot, is once my parents were away and uh, that was the only alcohol in the cupboard, so we drank a bottle of brandy. Oh, that would have been fun. It I wasn't did, that bad. I did that with my mum's old wedding whiskey when I was uh, for a New Year's party. Sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of tea now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Still doesn't know. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in. We really do appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. That's okay. It was a lot of fun. And I Hopefully think- I was a little... PG. <laughs> people, people were worried that you were going to online that you were going to ruin your career today. I mean, I feel like people have thought that it would be many, many, many. <laughs> there's been <laughs> there's a lot. There has been a lot of opportunities so far. I'm sure there'll be a lot more in the future for me to ruin my career. Don't worry, it'll happen one day. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want to get your social medias and everything out there so people oh, can send yeah, you pictures? Yes. Probably best yeah, so of their oh, dogs oh, and cats. Oh, and stuff. Just, oh, 
things I got things to do the whole no 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 um yeah follow me avery underscore t b p avery the brat pack so uh that's what it stands for i get asked that a lot (laughs) i'm like it's too late to change it now i didn't want to ask because i didn't want to sound stupid but that makes sense I mean, yeah, no, I just don't know how to spell. It comes with the whole Charlie thing. <laughs> Can you write musicals, though? Oh, fantastic ones. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. Uh, thanks a lot. It's been a lot of fun. I think we've got a big guest next week. We're just not 100%. I can't announce it because we haven't locked it in yet. It's Am me right? after more Mac is. It could <laughs> just be. Just get bigger and bigger. We'll just, we'll just be like, we've got no one. Avery. Let's <laughs> put that drinking idea to game to put. Yes, we'll do that podcast. That'll be fun. Now, Tony will be here. You don't want to come in when he's here. Yeah. <laughs> fun police. Force him into a mask. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, you've been listening to On the Turnbuckle. <laughs>